This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. All right, folks. Usually Brittany opens up. I will toss the mic to her shortly. But today we're going to be discussing the congressional hearings about the insurrection on the 6th. Brittany, is that okay with you? You betcha, Chris. Ah, thank you so much. So, Brittany, Benny opened up with a 15-minute diatribe about something about the Civil War before tossing it to Liz Cheney, the only Republican that's on the committee and went on and on and on as the committee did before introducing any evidence, any witnesses, and just lazed about for a little bit. But what's important to note here is that they had two hours of prime time and they wasted a whole bunch of it introducing themselves, talking about themselves, and not getting to the point. But this isn't something you would understand, Brittany, because you're a lawyer. And while a lawyer is working on policy, the meter's running. Chris, you ignorant slut. This is a congressional hearing not some Dick Wolf Law and Order episode made for TV primetime. Now that being said, also, Liz Cheney is not the only Republican on the committee. Adam Kenzinger is another Republican also on the committee. Um, furthermore, I kind of do agree. Old Benny Thompson could have probably uh, cut that down to... Uh, under five minutes to get the show started because with that being the only primetime hearing with the rest of them being scheduled for daytime it was really kind of a, a missing the moment uh issue there so i do wish they had gotten into the juicy evidence a lot quicker and i will give a great props to liz cheney who did a masterful job laying out the evidence bit by bit and explaining to the viewers and the audience of American people exactly what to expect in the days to come as they get through these hearings. And that is fair. And the mainstream media is now actually picking up, or as the far right would say, the lamestream media, uh, picking up on what they're pushing out so that's the important thing because that's how people are going to consume this right definitely i I don't think most people are going to watch every hearing particularly not these daytime ones i will say i was very heartened to see um per the ratings from nielsen it appears over 20 million americans did watch the thursday night uh, opening hearing uh, that was in prime time and that's a eight million more people than watched game four of the NBA finals so it definitely registered with the public in a way that I think a lot of people weren't sure whether it would or not 
not sure. We well, got this guy not sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't even have your tattoo. Uh, so, um, yeah, just for everybody's knowledge, what Brittany and I were doing there was an SNL sketch from the 80s, which is a bit problematic with Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. We both realized that. That's why we reversed the roles a little bit. We kind of did a play on that. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're not mad at each well, other. We, well, now, we, now we've explained our joke to death. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so now it's time for the pleasantries. Uh, what fun stuff is going on in your world? Well, I'm bit, the one thing that's really keeping me happy right now is getting excited for the NBA draft coming up. Uh, it's a week from today, um, next Thursday. And uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder have picks number two and number 12. So uh, the rebuild of the franchise can get going in earnest. Yep. Uh, I don't follow any sports as closely as Brittany does. So I'm excited that she's excited. But do you know why I'm excited? What's got you excited? So I watched this documentary on Disney Plus, who, if Disney Plus wants to give us uh, some money, uh, please do. But it was a National Geographic documentary on orchids. Now, why would I be interested in orcas right now? Well, you can go to orcaok.com and find about our petition. You won't actually find out anything about whales, but they travel in pods. So there's a pod in New Zealand that hunts completely differently than a pod in Norway and a pod in Norway that hunts completely differently than a pod in the San Francisco area that travels kind of around the uh, West Coast. And what's interesting about this is they all speak different languages and mimic the cultures of uh, or, or, or I don't know, humans perhaps mimic the cultures of the whales themselves. But this apex predator of the ocean is able to hunt in completely different fashions. And that is what Orca in Oklahoma, orcaok.com, in case I didn't emphasize that enough, is all about accepting a whole bunch of different pods which is what orcas do, also known as killer whales. So are you telling so, me that you stumbled into a perfect name for your Oklahomans for responsible cannabis action? <laughs> I am telling you exactly that. Well, uh, that's awesome. I, I encourage everybody to go to orcaok.com. Unfortunately, we don't have whale facts there. I've argued that we should, but my team has uh, pushed back and said that's going to get confusing. Maybe but, a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
So yeah, uh, but yeah, um, a whole bunch of different groups ranging from the far left to the far right are teaming up. And the one final orca fact that's actual orca orcas, like orcas in the wild, is if an orca from a different pod gets lost, it can join another pod. And a pod is basically uh, a group of orcas that live together. And even though it's very different, it's okay. Uh, so I think we can learn a bunch of lessons from whales and especially orchids, which are my favorite whale for a number of reasons. Right on. Well, yeah, that sounds neat. I'm going to have to look into checking out that documentary. And I'm also encouraging everybody, go to orcaok.com to learn where you can go to sign the petitions to legalize cannabis in Oklahoma. It's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing, Miss Stewart. Uh, the uh, next subject is uh, unfortunately triple X rated. Are we talking about the triple X session, Chris? We are indeed. And it has been a wild ride. Why are we calling the multiple concurrent special sessions the triple X session again? Because if you have a concurrent session, you have to use X and you've got to use it a lot. So wait, you, uh, <laughs> man, let's just be clear. We're not talking about using X as in ecstasy. <laughs> Well, I, I can't speak for the legislators, but um, <laughs> no. So there's an um, X designation on like the House bills and the Senate bills, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, and I think the year, X stands for extraordinary session. That's correct. So uh, last year we had one. This year we had two concurrent sessions, one called by the legislature itself and one called by the governor. Now, I have to tell you, the, uh, the House played some shenanigans yesterday. Yeah, what's, uh, what's going on there? I know I saw a couple memes going around on the Twitter sphere of, you know, the, the, it's a standoff between Andy Dwight and Michael Scott from the office and basically saying that was, you know, Senate uh, pro tem treat Speaker McCall and Governor Stitt. <laughs> so it sounds like we got a little bit of a Mexican standoff situation going on here. I, I think we're supposed to use the word Latinx now. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... So essentially what's happening, um, the, uh, we've already had an episode about Cine Die. So the House passed uh, a bunch of stuff that tripped over itself and sent it to the Senate and then Cine Die. Uh, and then the Senate 
was pretty pissed off because they can't do anything with that. So now it's only legislative session. So now we only technically have one concurrent session. Uh, so I guess we're down to double X or I don't know. We had triple X, but the house uh, and the Senate can call another or the governor can declare another session. Uh, well, I think I saw but, a quote from from pro tem treat in the Senate saying, oh, the House just passed a bunch of stuff to throw get a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks to and then and now they expect us to be the adults in the room. Well, um, between the House, the Senate, and the Governor, it's howdy duty and the fuck around gag. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, it's a mess. And uh, is like, there is there any hope in sight that that at some point these leaders will get together and and figure something out and actually get the budget done? Uh, well, they're going to have to, or the Oklahoma Supreme Court's going to have to weigh in on it. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get all three branches of government involved, right? Why not at this point? <laughs> hey, hey it, it's a party. Let's let's Nine... make it a quadruple X session. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> oh, it probably will be because the House will... They're, they're playing a ploy here. They're they're going to uh, call themselves back in and uh, it, it'll all get sorted. I, I, I think, I mean, everybody's just playing games here. Uh, playing uh, games with your tax dollars, everybody. The party of small government. Uh, per diem, Brittany. <laughs> per diem yeah, gotta keep getting those per diem dollars for having to drive back up to okc or down to okc depending on where uh, you'd be coming from yes indeed depending on whether you're in Payne county uh or grove or wherever or jefferson county or cole county or hughes county or tulsa county cleveland mclean are we just going to be we're just going to name all the counties everybody see we are <laughs> we are geography nerds i've actually uh, been to all 77 counties in oklahoma Brittany is very proud of her map with uh, <laughs> covers everywhere she's been um but yeah that's kind of the the local scene at the moment um we, we've got to hammer out the budget and the governor you know he wants that art money and the house doesn't want to let him spend it the way he wants to and the senate's allied with the governor and in triple triple x session everybody's just waving their dicks around hey was one of those bills that i saw i saw a bill introduced i don't recall seeing if it passed um that would that would as part of the budget would knock the governor's office budget down from three and a half million down to like one and a half million did that get passed as part of the package of things the house 
passed. Yeah, but the Senate can't send it back. <laughs> <laughs> because so, they just seen ADA right on out of there. <laughs> yeah, Le Desperu. Uh, what but, a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need a broom to clean this up because it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, yeah. Um, so we talked about uh, federal at the top of the show, but you usually have some opinions on everything that's going on in federal government. So I'd be here, I'd be glad to hear what, what you think uh, is going on with actual legislation, because we both know there's a lot of stuff other than the sexy hearings that are going on. Yeah, definitely. And actually, you know, there was some, what's what appeared to be some possible good news on the gun responsibility legislation front that came out of the Senate in the last week. Um, there was an announcement of a tentative deal that was being reached um, to make some movement on some gun responsibility legislation that would include um, money to states to encourage them to pass red flag laws, which I really like the red flag laws. Um, it's a way to, it's basically a victim protect, protective order type, uh, type law that allows people who believe one of their loved ones or family members has purchased guns with an intent to go do some harm to a group of people uh, to, you know, per pursue a court order that would, you know, take the guns away from that person. There's some pretty good studies that show, you know, up to 50-some percent of mass shootings could have been stopped uh, with a red flag law because most of these shooters do give hints and tips to their friends and family in the days leading up to these events that um, would have been able to be used to get one of these orders. And so um, that's really positive. Um, I know Senator Klobuchar mentioned uh, something she had worked on a boy called the boyfriend loophole. Basically, um, you know, the previous, you know, laws around uh, keeping people from getting guns due to a background check didn't include um, violence done to to boyfriend or by boyfriends to to women in their lives. Um, it only included spousal abuse, not necessarily you know boyfriend abuse. So there there's something there. Um, and it was also providing additional money for mental health counseling in public schools, uh, which is definitely you know welcome and necessary. Obviously, it's not going to have anything pertaining to, you know, taking away assault rifles, which is just a non-starter um, with the Republican side. And honestly, I'm I'm not a big prohibition proponent anyway. I, there's a whole host of reasons why that kind of prohibition of quote-unquote assault rifles would just turn into manufacturers making tweaks to what they're building and calling it something else so that it doesn't fit within that statutory definition, but would basically be the same gun. So 
I'm not as worried about that one. I do think it makes sense to raise the purchase age to 21, but that doesn't look like that's likely to get included in this package either. Um, but I saw just yesterday Mitch McConnell had indicated that he would be likely to vote yes on this upcoming package. So, you know, there does seem to be at least some bipartisan movement on, on gun responsibility. So that's it's it's not what everybody wants, and it's, you know, not everything everybody would want to see, but that's the art of compromise, and, you know, it's more more movement than we've seen in over a decade, so something to watch. Well, I, I, I know Kissinger is a problematic person to reference here, but he said a good compromise is when nobody's happy. And that's pretty much what any mediator will tell you as well. And in the legal world, if you're trying to settle a case, you know, compromise means, you know, you didn't get all you wanted, but neither did the other side. And it's something you can live with. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we see this get passed, even if it isn't what everybody thinks is necessary. It's sure better than, you know, arming all the teachers and going down to just one door in every building. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lack of doors is not going to solve the problem. We need or door we control. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with dork control. That's up to the frats. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you can brick up the windows lock the doors all you want but that guy walked in right through the front door yeah. so i mean you like in my alma mater uh which i am proud to say is class in school of advanced studies no longer exists but uh well it kind of does but yeah i walked in a year after I graduated to go visit some teachers, pick up a transcript. And uh, yeah, I just walked right in and nobody said a thing. It, it, you know, like, oh yeah, that's Chris. Yeah, well, and that so. might be a little too easy. And, you know, certainly I think it's fair to discuss security to a certain degree, but you know, as they, was the case in Uvalde, you know, there were security people outside that were armed that just couldn't stop the guy. So, you know, it's clearly not the the be-all, end-all answer. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see there's at least some recognition among Republicans in the Senate, the august body that's supposed to take things a little more seriously there does seem to be at least a chunk of them willing to do that here. So it's good to see common ground being reached on something. It's true. The most august body in the world sometimes described. So I think uh, this is the first time I'm actually hosting uh, the Zoom that uh, helps us. And Zoom, if you guys want to help us out, we'll happily give you plugs. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Any sponsors, let, 
please contact us. Reach out to us at OK underscore Outcasts on Twitter. My DMs are open. <laughs> contact Brittany. She's in charge. Um, so let's end on a private uh, personal, not private, a personal note. Uh, I've got tomatoes coming in in droves. Uh, you, you promised and, me a picture of those tomatoes last week so that I could put on the Twitter feed, and I did not get a picture to put on the Twitter feed. Uh, well, Counselor, I apologize. Um, you're going to have to send me a subpoena Ducas Tecum for it. Okay, you're you're getting you're getting subpoenaed, buddy. <laughs> I do have I subpoena power as an attorney, so <laughs> I do not because I am not an attorney. But I will require as uh, compensation for my efforts of getting tomatoes together some of that famous bread you're making. Oh, you you will get some bread. I may even post a picture of my next loaf. Maybe you could post a picture of the tomatoes next to the bread. But before we bore our listeners to death, I will say, Brittany, it's been a heck of a week. We've both been through some stuff, and I wish you all the best. And uh, let's... Uh, Let's get together next week and give the listeners what they want. You better, you betcha, we're going to give the people what they want. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right, everybody. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Follow us at OK, out, un, at OK underscore Outcasts on the Twitter sphere. Feel free to hit us up with any questions you might have for the next episode, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Adios. And sleep.